Hello, everybody. Thanks for tuning into The Real Boys, the only podcast that gets way too many people together and talks about movies. Whatever's released, our favorites, something randomly determined, whatever. My name is Dylan. I'm from Some Nobodies, and today I'm going to be hosting because we've got kind of an evil, evil, evil movie for you. I dressed up for the situation. That's right. We're talking about the newly released Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do It. Uh, it's the eighth installment in the Conjuring franchise, if you include all the spinoffs. It's directed by Michael Chavez, written by David Leslie Johnson McColdrick. In association with James Wan, he produced, and I think he did the story. It follows an alleged pair of demonologists, the Ed and Lorraine Warren couple. So they got to the bottom of gruesome murder happened in the 80s, where the defendant claims demonic possession made him do it. Uh, it's inspired by the trial of Arnie Cheyenne Johnson, first known court case in the U.S., which actually used the defense of demonic possession to try and absolve them of their uh, crimes. Regardless, spoilers, uh, Arnie was convicted of first-degree manslaughter and served five years out of his 10 to 20-year sentence. Um, so we are on the uh, session of selecting our jurors just to make sure that they are fit to serve. First off, I have Dan Levely of Oops Caught Me Smoking. Dan, hey, how are you doing going? tonight? Awesome, awesome. Right on. So, Dan, I got a question for you. Sure. Do you, sure. Do you believe in supernatural things like uh, demonic possessions, ghosts, haunted houses? Uh, believe? I, I do believe in, like, a spiritual uh, realm, so okay. to speak. I don't know how to, how to describe it. Um. I do, I do believe that there is some sort of other uh, being out there. Like, I don't know. Yeah, something. Spiritually, yes. Yeah, right on. All right. And uh, what do you think about this movie's portrayal of spiritual something else? It was cool all, uh, until the another human got involved. And then, <laughs> it, and then the, movie would, the movie quickly turned to crap. But yeah. it was for three quarters of the movie, I enjoyed it. But then the last quarter of it, I'm just like, it real started dropping. Yeah, right on. All right, I'm going to send you backstage. We're going to pull up next guy. This is Michael Colby of the uh, Jack Billings Presents series. I love this terrible game, various other shows. That's right? me. Okay. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, Michael? Well, I just finished this movie, so not mm -hmm. great. Okay. I am not doing great. All right. Um, I have what might be a very specific question for you. Okay. I want your take on this. So yeah. we see a weaponized waterbed in this movie. Mm -hmm. Do you think that an exorcism would be easier if a priest had blessed that waterbed so it became a holy waterbed? Um, I mean, in movie stuff, in real life, um, it wouldn't make a shit lick of difference. Okay. Uh, because whatever. Um, Nick Malati would like to know how your guts are. My guts are so much better. Um, the ones that were bad are gone now, so my guts are good. All right, good to hear. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, it would have made too much sense, um, and I don't think that when they were doing the exorcism. The waterbed was still in the house, so it wouldn't have mattered anyway. Fair. Um, nothing in this movie matters. Uh, exorcisms aren't real. Demon possession isn't real. So blessing a waterbed isn't going to do jack shit. And 
I'm so mad. Like, <laughs> because this movie could have been like the first conjuring is really good. This movie started out very effective. Um, not necessarily scary, but like it was pulling from a lot of different things. There was mm -hmm. like exorcism stuff. There was Amityville stuff. There was like some pet cemetery feeling stuff. Like they were pulling from a lot of good things. And then it just fell flat on its face. And I don't know how they did that. I don't know. I'm just, gonna... I'm just angry. Like I, I can't get my head together because of how angry I am about how this great movie series fell on its ass so quickly in this one movie. Like during this movie, I watched this series go. All right. Uh, we're going to get to how you really feel in just a second, <laughs> uh, because we have a special guest this week. Uh, please welcome John Riley. He has a few shows, including the Deja, uh, the movie Deja Vu and life's but a song podcast. I asked Hello. you how they were and I got them wrong regardless. How are you? That's fine. I'm good. How are you doing? All right. Um, so John, uh, I'm going to ask a little bit about your movie taste. Do you like horror movies? If you do, what kind do you like and how does this compare to your favorites? So I'm an equal opportunist when it comes to movies. I'll watch anything basically. I mean, my, both of my podcasts are about movies. What life's what a song is, uh, specifically like musicals. And then movie deja vu is my co-host and I compare similar movies or what we feel are similar by creating verbal Venn diagrams. So I'll watch anything, but I favor horror and it's usually like the slasher horror is the one that I, I gravitate towards because it's a guy in a mask and there's an end and there's an ending and it's wrapped up and blah, blah, blah. Like scream is All my right. favorite franchise. Personally. Uh, okay. So how do you think this compared to your slasher movies then? Uh well so I do like the con the first Conjuring movie I had I rewatched it last night just to like re remind myself about like the world that we're in mm -hmm. like I know that they do the spinoffs with Annabelle and the Nun and the Curse of La Llorona and all that but like the Conjuring it's its own set and it's the one that created this language for um this world that we live in so I was a little disappointed with this movie personally okay. Uh, I, 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 there's like things I liked and things I didn't like that I had to watch it twice in order for me to be like, okay, what, what is it that I don't like about it? And so on and so forth. Right on. All right. Uh, so good start. We've got a uh, four. Well, I'm not a huge horror fan, but we've got some other horror people in here. Let's bring everybody up on screen and we can get talking about what this movie is. All right, everybody. So initial first thoughts on Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do It. We heard a few of them. Anything specific you want to bring up right now? I got Go one. I like that they <laughs> took it outside of a house. The other mm -hmm. two movies were were a possession, whether it's the house is possessed or there is a possession of a singular person in this. So they moved it outside. They made it something. They tried something different. And I don't think it worked personally. Um, it might also be the fact that James Wan didn't write it. <laughs> yeah, I'm True. actually on the opposite end of that because my favorite genre of um, horror movies is a haunted house movie. I love a haunted house movie. Um, and that first one does it. The first Conjuring is like it's so beautiful. good at like being an effective haunted house movie. So when they tried to expand 
what they were doing, you're right. It, it didn't work. And it actually pissed me off because I knew that within this world, they can make an effective um, haunted house movie. I, yeah, it, it just, it, it fails on, on every single, well, not every single because cool shit does happen in this movie and we'll talk about it. But as a movie, it, it, it wasn't a conjuring movie. It, yeah, it's, it's, it fell short of what I thought it was going to be. Like the first half of the movie, it was, it was good. Like I actually enjoyed it. And then it started unraveling after that. Um, I'm, I'm not a big fan of horror movies. I think all horror movies are funny because they're so terrible, but this one was okay. And then it got really, really bad. That's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. The subtitle, the devil made me do it was thrown mm-hmm. around a whole lot when this case first broke, which yeah. you hear, you hear the title drop in the post credits where they have the interview from the actual Warrens, but We'll get there in just a second. Um, so getting into the story of the actual movie itself. Yeah, hey, Dan, there's there you go. Another title for you. Um, <laughs> I'm going to pass on that, though. <laughs> okay. I might, thanks, I, I'll, I'll take that one. I'll yeah. take The Devil Made Me Do It. We'll, do a, it. we'll do a spooky devil podcast, Michael, after awesome. we do our I'm music in. one. <laughs> I'm 100% in. All right. So we, so we do start with a haunted house and it's one hell of a haunted house scene where this eight year old kid is being exercised for the demon in his body. And we get there. There's a trend in a lot of demon movies these days where they contort the body and they do the mm-hmm. growly face and their eyes go white. And all of these are turned up to 11 because this kid's head like contorts backwards and goes through his legs and turns around and the house starts shaking. And everybody gets, you know, everybody gets thrown around and the kid's brother invites the demon into his body after, uh, oh, what's his name? Ed gets his heart magically uh, hurt. And then the kid's older brother invites the demon into his body and it takes up residence. Not older brother. That is the like, girlfriend, the, 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 the sister's boyfriend. Oh, I had those like two reversed. Soon to, be, soon to be brother-in-law or something like that. Yeah. I had those two reversed. That's, yeah, yep. my bad. Um, but we have completely abandoned the ambiguity of this being questionably supernatural because this is straight up like demon magic breaking the house stuff like that mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah this was this was actually really awesome the the whole exorcism scene um really did it for me it was really mm-hmm. working for me um from when the priest gets out of the cab and he's standing in front of the house I, like the uh, the exorcist like not even homage just no. like the exorcist <laughs> shot yeah i was I, like i was like all right this is cool and then yeah when he was the way that they did the body contorting mm-hmm. uh, it it was really working for me like when he like flips underneath himself awesome it looked like everything looked awesome i love seeing the warrens get the shit beat out of them like I do love to see a Catholic priest get, you know, hit in the face with a plate. It's it, yeah, it was all good there. Mike, Michael, I had a different reaction when the priest came. Cause I, cause you know, I, it's the, it's the popular exorcist like shot. It's the poster. It's everything. I'm with so John. I, so I yelled, I, I yelled, fuck you at my computer. <laughs> see, I'm not a big fan of the exorcist. I've been able to get through it once and I fall asleep 
every yeah. other time that I try to watch it. I don't like The Exorcist. So, like, I have no... Well, whether or not you like The Exorcist, it's the fact that it's the popular image. Oh, it, mm -hmm. it it's is. It's the codifier. So, it's but, just like, yeah. you guys, like, didn't even... Like, you you even said, they didn't even borrow. They're just like, we're nope. clearly stealing this. We're taking yes. this, yes. They were clearly <laughs> taking it. And then... Correct me if I'm wrong. Was Emily Rose the first movie uh, exorcism movie to have contortion in it? It's the first I remember. It was. Yeah, was it? the Exorcist has it like in that extended cut. Oh right, where, well she's coming down the stairs too. Oh, yeah, yeah, because right. they okay. they yeah. cut because in the original cut of The Exorcist, they took out all the like fun and actually scary stuff. So. Yeah. <laughs> That that um, extended cut, yeah, that's that's the first place I saw it. But okay, um, the Emily Rose part did you know it was the one that popularized it? Yeah, really. that was that was the because it big got one. It got me wondering in this movie. I was just like, is this really the kid that's doing it, or is it like a gymnast that they swapped in and <laughs> oh, put his yeah. face on? You know, I, I was it, wondering it, the same thing. <laughs> it, CGI it's a, for sure. It's oh, yeah. really it's really great. Uh, when a mo when you're watching a movie and you're just like, how did they do this? And you're not paying attention <laughs> at all. You're just trying to like, figure it out. Yeah. I, I did like the I did like the part. It had a giggle had a giggle moment in there for me at this exorcism moment where everything's flying around and the priest gets hit with the plate and the guy's just like <laughs> everything's going crazy and the guy runs over to the priest is like, where's your first aid kit? Like <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you got all this shit going around, and the one thing you're worried about is the cut in the priest's head. Come yeah, on. there's yeah. glass all over the floor, and yeah. you know shit's flying all over the place. Meanwhile, yeah. the kid's parents are upstairs because the dad got stabbed in the thigh. Yep. Mm -hmm. Which isn't there an artery around there that the he made? The femoral artery runs. Yeah, the that's inside, of inside thigh. more. Yeah. But good looking out. Yeah, he got the meat though. He was pretty much the meat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, and then he was like grinding it mm -hmm. in there. That was right. Good and touch. The, good the touch. mom is up there too, but then at the end, when you listen to the real tapes, you hear the parents on there. So they're like, "Fuck the parents. Who cares about that?" They're not parents. <laughs> they're just yeah. set dressing. Yeah. Um. So the kid, the uh, soon-to-be brother-in-law, invites the demon into his body, and we get a text scroll introducing the situation. Uh, and it ends with. Based on a true story. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. As much as anything involving the Warrens can be a true story. Right. It, like after the court case, it's pretty much like the story ends. The true story ends pretty much. Like after the whole the factual thing that was, and then it's over with. Like the yeah. whole thing with the witch probably never happened. <laughs> I don't know. I never heard of like uh, a witch was discovered below a cellar doors or in some sort yeah. of rail, uh, rail city. I don't know. I try to look up that other case that they followed mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. with that girl, just in, cause you know, the other movies, they have multiple cases that they show you with the Warrens and it just circles you back to this movie. So yeah. clearly they made it up for, but uh, we get, Oh, go ahead. Oh no! I was gonna, I, I was gonna be like they clearly made it up for like they Hollywooded this movie, mm -hmm. rather than yeah. base it on real, true stories. Yeah, <laughs> you kind of well, have to with the Warrens. Yeah, yeah, because anything that they do, like I, they're proven like charlatans. Nothing that they've ever, nothing that they've ever been a part of 
was even close to fact. They're just trying to make money off of this shit. They're like those ghost adventurer guys. <laughs> like, working. oh it's no, working. it definitely worked. That's why I'm wondering: is did the Warrens uh, finance these movies because uh, Elizabeth was like um, an on-set kind of like um, she Elizabeth helped them out from no. Massachusetts? <laughs> I know. I was doing the same thing the whole time. <laughs> Elizabeth Warren, the senator? Oh, no, shit. <laughs> Lorraine? Lorraine Warren. I was doing the same thing the whole movie. I kept saying, I was like, I hope I'm not the first one that says it on the podcast because I knew somebody was going to. The, the guest star. The guest oh, that's, that's gold. No, that's That's great. all right because the guest gets a pass for any dumb thing that they yeah. say. Yeah, so I know. We might as well call these casual Fridays because we really yeah. don't give a damn about these that's movies. Actually a, that's actually a <laughs> yeah. really good name for them. <laughs> So I know Lorraine Warren like helped mm-hmm. as like a on site uh, on set like, like a uh, consultant. consultant. Thank you. Yeah, but she and I read on the IMDb that she passed away in like 2019. So I don't know how much she helped with this story with this movie, mm-hmm. but the other oh, yeah. two I think she helped out a little it, bit. It was just so incredible because. They are in this movie, they are full fledged fucking superheroes. Mm-hmm. And the guy who plays the guy who plays Ed Warren is so much better looking. Patrick <laughs> Wilson. Wilson. Yeah. He's Dude, a handsome like, man. When when he showed up on screen, I'm like, because I forgot what he looked like from the first one. I'm like, wow, these guys yeah. must be financing these movies to get this guy to play it. <laughs> Well, Ed, like, Ed died in 2006, so he's mm-hmm. been gone for a while. And yeah, okay. Lorraine passed two years ago. Yeah, well, he definitely didn't look that good. <laughs> no. Um, so with the story, we get uh, the... Oh, what's his name? Arnie gets attacked by a demon in the house. Uh, it looks like a rat, but then he looks in a peephole and it's a demon. He gets That go- was effective jump scare. Yeah. It didn't... It didn't get, like, I'm... <laughs> As far as I can tell, I'm immune to jump scares, but like I was waiting for something to come out of the hole. And then yeah. when he turned around, yeah, and she was in, I was like, yes, that was awesome. It's a nice little redirect. <laughs> it, it, yep. yeah. I, I, I applaud them for that because, you know, you, you, see, you look in the creepy hole and you're expecting like the rat to come back out mm-hmm. and attack his face or something. That's what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. But, uh, or another yeah. eye. <laughs> Yeah, or oh yeah, that would have been fun. Oh yeah, that would have been something more out subtle. J horror movie, something more right. subtle than just things like the cereal falling over. But um, we go back to the Warrens. They're talking. They have a flashback about meeting at a gazebo, uh, which will come back later. The dread gazebo returns later. Oh, so John, dun, 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 dread gazebo. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we see Arnie at work where he is being haunted by someone, an ominous figure, and he drops a chainsaw, which is, a, I mean, no, 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 that's no, no, that's a no on a work site. Oh my <laughs> god, this scene um, got me a little on edge because he's. I was expecting him to fall off that belt, like the belt to come up oh, yeah. and him to land on his back or something. Like, I didn't care about the person in the window, the chainsaw, like kind of like me, but like, I was expecting him to fall off the tree and yeah. paralyze himself. Or this, the, well, the chainsaw was smoking. 
I don't even know how it started after like he tried to start it like 10 times and then there's just smoke pouring out of this thing and See, then it just oil. starts. <laughs> too much oil. It's all movie right. magic. That's how well, it, it should have started on fire is what it should have started. <laughs> well, John's comment about the, the strap coming undone highlights a problem I have with these movies where they always go for the biggest thing to happen with this demon mm -hmm. or a jump scare. Whereas there's a lot of room for like demonic influence, like the strap coming loose would have been a great like tense scene, and then maybe he catches it, and you're like, oh, I don't know if that's supernatural or not. But no, he. Well, uh, the... Oh, I'm sorry. Go for I didn't it. Mean to catch you off, Dylan. Um, no, you're but fine. The the purpose of the demon, though, I think, is he has to kill somebody, and then the demon is supposed to disappear. Yeah, I I didn't understand the rules. I know we're jumping right. around, and I'm sorry. No, but I, it's, no, it's oh, fine. No, we cool. jump that's around. We that's how this yeah. show works. <laughs> okay, great. So, like, you have to kill three people, right? In the course of, they didn't say like how much time you had, because mm -mm. clearly, uh, that the girl died in the woods like months, months, weeks. Months. Three months. months. Three, three months three before. Months. He, said, he said they were combing the woods for three months. But I don't know, you know, how long before that the actual murder happened. Right. And but then, it was it was at least three months. Mm -hmm. And then this um, the boy was a random target, I guess. Mm -hmm. I guess. I think we just because she could access the house because it was empty before those people mm -hmm. moved, in. moved in. Right. And then um, that's where the totem was for some mm -hmm. reason. Right, and no, then I, that's I think she put it there because yeah. she could get access to that house. So it didn't matter who moved in, right? Okay, as long as a body could get possessed by. And then I, was Ed supposed to be the third person? Like, I don't think so. I think this entire thing is happenstance. Yeah, she said Ed was supposed to be that, but then she just killed that that old priest guy. Yeah, Her dad. Because yeah, yeah, because he was the. He was the, the like holy man, God. yeah, or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But like, I didn't understand like who the other two victims had to be, and like, I wish they would have gone more down. Like, if you're gonna do a cult, do a cult. Yeah, don't do demonic possession by ways of a cult. What are the right. yeah. the and it order was, of the ram? Yeah, order yeah, of the ram. and please show the cult, not just the one lady. Because even though she like looked awesome and like was the only one who did anything cool in this movie, um, they didn't they didn't make her a character. They didn't do anything with her. Mm -hmm. She was just sort of, oh, I'm the one who put these totems. I'm they really this was like height, um, like satanic panic. Yeah. Yes. That's what I was thinking the whole time. This yeah. is because this is this is Catholic propaganda and satanic panic. They make they're like, oh yeah, all Satanists want is chaos, which I know for a fact to be the opposite. <laughs> I disagree that this is if it's Catholic propaganda, it's bad Catholic propaganda because God doesn't do shit in this movie. <laughs> right. God, anytime someone no. who's not the Warrens calls out to God, he doesn't do anything. <laughs> Yeah. Anytime the Warrens call out to God, their own psychic powers provide the out. And I'm like, this isn't a movie about God. This is a movie about a pair of psychics who have convinced people they're religious. And I love that angle more than the actual movie does. If they would have, if they would have fleshed that out, that would have been interesting. 
anyway, um, so we got the story going. Uh, Arnie is hanging out. Uh, he goes home from work early. His room, uh, not roommate, his landlord is a skis. And we get some, we get some effective demonic kind of like influence where he sees him contorting a little bit. And then you get the screen distortion and the mm -hmm. jump scare of the thing running at him. And this is where they deviate from the original source again. Yeah. Because if you, if you even read on the Wikipedia page, which I, I did, that's the extent of research I did for this. <laughs> it's like they claim that they had a disagreement and that's how... Arnie killed his landlord. Yeah. By demonic possession, of course. But uh, I was just like, this is a little, this is very, very based on. Yes. It's inspired <laughs> yeah. by. Inspired this, by. This was, I think that this scene in this house was the pinnacle of this movie. This is as good as this movie got because we start off, you know, first of all, we're blasting Blondie. So, I'm in. you know, I'm, I'm yeah. already in. Um, <laughs> and then we have like, we have like a slow escalation between the landlord and the girlfriend because mm -hmm. like, he's just trying to, you know, have fun. And then she's like, no. And then she starts sounding a little bit more frantic. And then he starts seeing worse. Like then he starts seeing them dancing together. And then we start seeing him slowly morph into this creature. And then that the scene where there's like the, it's like everything's dark. And then there's the big red light. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. that goes off and it waits four beats. I was counting them off because <laughs> I, I even pointed at the TV when I knew he was coming, but it worked because like everything built up like perfectly in this scene. And if this would have been, you know, the penultimate scene in the movie, and then we got our, oh, and then yeah. we got our, our, like our ending after mm -hmm. this, fucking fantastic movie yeah but as it is this was a third like less than a third of the way through mm -hmm. the movie and it just gets worse after this so are you say are you are you wishing that we saw um, that that was the end and we build a little bit more from the beginning from what we know as the beginning like that's what i would have liked to have seen i would have liked to have seen more leading up to the murder and less of the Warrens using their superpowers to figure out how he was yeah. actually demon possessed. That mm -hmm. could have been the last scene of the movie was if, the Warrens figuring it out, but well, a good buildup to that scene where he killed that because he only killed one person. Mm -hmm. Right. It right. wasn't, it, this wasn't a horror movie. This was a murder sort of mystery movie. Yeah. And if this was, you know, if this was our, if this was our setup to our final, you know, scene in the movie, uh, nine reels, this movie would have been yeah. great. If this was the as climax. It is, yeah. yeah. As it is, this movie is nothing because we blew our wad a third of the way through and then we're just, <laughs> we're just wallowing in it for the rest you, of the movie. You know what? You know what movie the exorcism scene is a climax in that we're going to watch later? The Witch. So you're welcome, mm -hmm. Michael. You have that to look cool. forward to, at least. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> the, one, the one with Anya jo no. yeah. Yeah. Anya yeah. Taylor-Joy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know how I missed this That's an effective one, but... possession movie. 
can I go back for that one? <laughs> I don't, sure, it's my pick, so I'm I'm gonna say sure if you want. <laughs> let me let me know. We'll talk. Okay. We'll talk yeah, we'll but, talk. Because <laughs> I have some thoughts on that one and Black Pete or whatever his name was. Black Philip. Black Philip. Him too. <laughs> 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 Top, it's my third third movie choice of all time but anyway back to the story yeah so uh arnie gets taken in by the cops he gets found out uh he gets picked up on the side of the road covered in blood as you do uh and the warrens get called in because he's claiming demonic possession they talk to i think the da i think that's mm -hmm. who she is yeah his <laughs> and his, his lawyer or his lawyer and, and she's like if you can't figure this out i swear i'll have your crucifix on my desk by the morning or something like that <laughs> Um, and then they go home and they're like, we have to start from the beginning because we got this wrong from the start. Well, th they also invite her to dinner to see Annabelle. Yeah. Like, that's how that scene ends. They're like, come to dinner, come see Annabelle. And then you see her, <laughs> they, the next shot is like the DA in court, like still a little shaken from mm -hmm. dinner the night before. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, that was exactly <laughs> Dylan's reaction. Was exactly my reaction. The biggest eye roll you could possibly. <laughs> and part of watching it the first time, I was like, "Did I miss? Did I miss a scene? Like, did they cut it?" And like, right. I was like, no, yeah, I what? think I actually. I, wish I, said that. I, I did appreciate that they did it that way. Um, I wish she would have looked a little bit more shook. Um, that would have made it a little bit more effective, but like, as it was, she says, you know, if you can convince me, you know, we'll say it's demon possession. And then the next thing you see is her saying he was possessed by a demon. Yeah. Fine. But she has to look like, like her hair matted. Yeah, she didn't sleep that night. Yeah. There's bags under her eyes. Her hair's all fucked up. She's yeah. like shaking to She's Still like, coming down from that dose. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But yep. but again, you know, we already did all of the effective stuff that we're gonna do in this movie. We already did it. So now we're just going on to you know yeah. whatever we whatever we're gonna shoot. We're gonna do the rest yeah. of it in one take. However, you do it the first time, that's how it's done. And uh, going on to what we're going to shoot in one take, uh, they listen to some flashback tapes, which shows us how they meet the family and how the kid initially got possessed, at least as far as we know. Demon comes out of the waterbed, as I uh, said earlier. And then they kind of investigate the house a little bit. They go back, and Lorraine discovers a bone totem in the crawl space, which is from the Disciples of the Ram, which is a fun, pretty fun cult name. I think bone bone totem by the <laughs> disciples of the Ram is my death metal album. Cool. <laughs> I, I look forward to it. When does it drop on iTunes? <laughs> like I'm going to need a better guitar. I'm going to need a better guitarist than I am. I'm Dylan. in. Yep. TBD. <laughs> cool. <laughs> uh, and then they, they get a lead on a priest named Kastner played by, uh, I don't remember his name. Henry Noble, I think he's the actor who played Denethor in Lord of the Rings, which is what I recognized him from. Oh yeah, but I mean, you know, twenty years. Uh, he was, uh, John, he was the, John Noble is his that's name, it. according to IMDb. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he and was uh, the next best thing to uh, what's his face, the guy who played Herman Munster. Oh, I don't know why, <laughs> but it, the way that he was acting. It, you know, reminded me of that was the pet cemetery part that I was picking up. Like, was his sort of introduction when they rolled up to his his thing, and he's like, 
I got pig shit, or I got chicken <laughs> shit all over my hand. <laughs> I, I was thinking they were trying to get Max von Sydow, but couldn't. Ooh, that would have been way... Yeah. Nah, maybe not better, because yeah. he was good. Yeah. Like, oh, Max yeah, he von, was good. Max von Sydow is awesome, but this guy was very good in this role. But, um... So, Kastner misrepresents Satanism. Uh, I mean, a little bit. They, he does whatever Satanism, uh, Satanism is supposed to do in this setting, which is to be the villain. Sure. Uh, describes that people who have gone after occultists and master Satanists always have a bad time. Master and Satanist, I loved that term. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, you got to graduate with your black belt. Um, and then we... Now, we now, are, Go for do it. they have to? Do they have to like uh, buy levels like in Scientology? <laughs> it's um, how many in, candles you can donate. Yeah, right. In in movie they probably do, but in actual Satanism, like that's uh, no. no. I've got my certificate around here somewhere. Um, <laughs> yeah, I have mine somewhere too. But um, we keep having these cutaways to some mysterious figure arranging things around a pentagram with some candles and some eerie stuff and definitely some you know it's supposed to be spooky because they put a filter on the footage did mm. anyone have any ideas what this was supposed to be before the reveal i, this is I where... knew it was some sort of occultist like because i've seen a bunch of the a bunch of mo horror movies where they're like we're the we're the occultists we're the bad guys <laughs> yeah yeah this, this is where yeah this is where the movie turned like sour because I was like, oh, great. So now it's just a, a human doing this. It's not an actual demon or spirit or Satan himself. It's well, a, a human it, I mean, it, it was a demon. Jigsaw. It was a demon. Ish. But Ish. Then, then, oh, go for it, John. Can we go back to the um, Kastner's basement, though? Oh, yeah. Because oh, I was right. just, I was like, does every religious person have <laughs> uh, demonic possessions in a safe room? Because, like, Ed and Lorraine Warren uh, have their room that's locked that the priest comes in. Mm -hmm. And now we're introduced to another room. So I'm just like, does everyone have one? Am I supposed to have one? Like, <laughs> they, should I start collecting? The Warrens sure do uh, give this guy a talking to for having all this shit when they have literally the exact same room yeah. in their house. They don't pedigree that he does, though. Like, he's got the big man upstairs allegedly protecting him. The Warrens are just collectors. Yeah, they're just weird. <laughs> yeah, so why why are they giving this guy so much shit for having this stuff? He's like, I think he said, uh, um, shouldn't you burn this? And he goes, yeah, but I think it's safer just to keep it in the basement. Yeah. <laughs> They're taking guns off the street. Yeah, yeah. Guns, guns taken off the street are, I think, destroyed. So <laughs> you're halfway there. I mean, I guess, I guess Ed and Lor uh, Lorraine were just like, "This is our shit, man." Like, yeah. Come on. You may have gone to school for this, but I've watched a lot of YouTube videos. <laughs> I know about collecting occult artifacts. Uh, I know all about virology. I've watched a bunch of YouTube videos. Oh, I'm sorry. We're not <laughs> we're not supposed to get political on the real boys. <laughs> anyway, um, so we cut to Arnie, who is in the prison. He's cleaning the floor, and the demon, who is apparently a cat, just starts knocking stuff off the shelves. Can I just say something? Of course. That that has always bothered me. I used to be in the service industry. I used to clean up after disasters and things. Mm -hmm. Every time they show somebody mopping in a movie, <laughs> they are just slopping the water on the ground every <laughs> single time. And yep. it's the least effective way you can mop. They're not cleaning anything off. 
they're just spreading everything around. They're actually making it worse. It drives me crazy, and it drove me crazy in this movie. Why is he doing it when everybody else is sleeping? That's that's what I was going to ask. I was going to be like, it's midnight. Why is he mopping? Yeah. Like, nothing about this scene makes sense. Least of all the mopping. That's a personal thing for me. But why is he doing it? And this lady is just watching him. Mm-hmm. Was he tasked to do this at this point? Or is is he just doing it because he I, can't sleep? Prison job? Prison I guess they job, had a... Maybe? They had to set him up somehow. Like they, I get why they had to do it for the movie, mm-hmm. but like, why is he doing it? Yeah, I get why they do it for the. But he could have done the same stuff if he was sitting in bed. Yeah, like prison the same de- stuff could have happened to him. Yeah, that mm-hmm. could have been his bunkmate or something. Yeah, prison is dehumanizing, and mopping the floor is dehumanizing. So you show him at one doing the other, right? <laughs> yeah, but but why when everybody else is sleeping? <laughs> yeah, why don't worry is... about it. You want it to be dry. <laughs> He's spreading all that water around. You want it to dry up by the morning. <laughs> right? You don't want anybody to slip and fall in prison. That's how riots happen. <laughs> and uh, it's a concrete floor. Yeah. <laughs> like, just vacuum it. Uh, so... I guess you can't do that at midnight when everybody else is sleeping. Yeah, all right, no, I'll stop not. talking about no, the No, you're good. You're fine. I, I relate. <laughs> Um, but, uh, we cut back to the Warrens, their assistant, I think his name is Doug, their assistant, Drew, Drew. uh, he he gets a lead on someone in the town of Danvers who found a totem at someone's house or at the missing friend's house. She was friends with a dead girl. There's a better way for me to phrase that, but Mm -hmm. I didn't think of one. That's the best way. Yeah. And then so they go there, yeah. they go there, Lorraine convinces the detective that she's a psychic by guessing one out of three times. Uh, and she goes and she does her little, like, psychometry thing where she touches the bracelet and it shows her the history of the item. Now, this is where they're built, clearly building on her psychic ability. Because if you go back to the first one, it's just like she has visions of, of things around her. That are truly like that work with the horror and the suspense <laughs> and everything. But I'm just like, why, why do it this big in this movie? Like, why does it have to exist like this? The stakes certainly don't seem to justify giving her such an upgrade. No, like it's like and, it's a guy going to prison. Mm-hmm. Not that that's and, not a good reason, but you know, and like the for the for her vision to end on the cliff and everything like i guess that's to up the scare or whatever but i was just sitting there like what the fuck is going on <laughs> the, the I, green screen cliff yeah i i did like the snap to color like yes i did like there's some technical things that this movie does that i was just like that's really cool but then there's other things that i'm just like you guys are phoning it in on me <laughs> you, you, you've got this interesting dilemma in this scene in particular because I think most people know that the Warrens were real people and were alive. Mm-hmm. And so you've got these characters going into peril, sometimes at each other's hands, like w- later when Ed is possessed. But it's like, I know she's not going to fall off that cliff. I know he's not going to kill her with that hammer. I know they're not going to get hurt in any real way because they're 
it's based on a real story with people who were alive in the 2000s. Yeah. I, I would also like to just remind everyone that he had a stint recently put into his heart and he's over the cliff holding yeah. on with one hand to his wife. Patrick Wilson which, is a fit man. He's which, yeah. a fit, he is a fit man, but his character is not. He's exactly. not yeah. and running. The amount that they the amount that they like Oh, the heart thing is a big deal one second and then it's nothing the next second. Yeah. Yeah. I hate that. I hate it when they <laughs> do that in movies. We did talk about it in another movie and I don't remember what it was, but it, it was the same thing. It was the same thing. Like, is the heart a big deal or is the heart not a big deal? Right. Oh, I mean, was the hills have eyes? I mean, oh, the yeah. heart should always be a big deal because it's like your core. <laughs> Yeah, it's what it's, it's your battery. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, you can't yeah. really replace it. It should have just you, been like a broken leg or something. Yeah, if yeah, you put it in cool your movie that you have a bad heart, it has to factor. Yeah. Yeah. Hell, in Iron Man, it's a big plot point. Yeah, and it affects him throughout yeah. the movie. Yeah. Dude, right? Yeah. So, like, come on, Conjuring 3. You could have done yeah. better. <laughs> it's the damn Conjuring Warner Brothers, 3, I'm telling you. It's all Warner Conjuring Brothers three, you could have done better. Could have been the tagline for this movie. <laughs> the devil made me do better. <laughs> the devil could have made me do better. <laughs> um, so we go. We get a little cut back to the prison where. Um, oh, what's her name? Not not. De Debbie. Debbie. Debbie and David are uh, visiting Arnie in prison, and it's like. I know what it's like not to sleep. Yeah, he tells me to do things. What does he tell you to do? And then we cut. Um, and then it turns and, out... Go for uh, it, John. And then again, fuck the parents, because they're not there. Yeah, the parents don't visit him. We don't see... I don't think we see them after that initial scene. Nope. Yeah. No. Oh, we, did, we see it during the flashback, but that's the first that's 15 it, yeah. minutes of the movie. But um, we get a phone call from the prison to the Warrens. Uh, the, devil dis the devil disconnects the phone lines. And then we see the prison holy water situation and the holy circle. And again, we don't see God really come through for these people. Like he makes a holy circle on the floor. And I mean, I think we're getting ahead, but it doesn't do much. No. Yeah. Like how is she, how is she like, if she's a saint, a master Satanist, then how is she like getting into the circle that's filled with, that's like, because it's like not guarded salt. by holy water. Can we talk? Like, about was it not holy water? Did the priest fuck up and give him the wrong bottle? <laughs> Can we talk about this circle? Sure. Um, to begin with, hang on one second. I'm having an issue over here. Okay. But have we not learned anything from Hocus Pocus? It's supposed to be a circle <laughs> of salt. Yeah. Exactly. Well, the, the circle itself is supposed to be water. It looks goopy when he's putting it down, mm -hmm. but when they're panning down. It looks like it may be CGI'd because yes. it is moving at a different rate. That okay, so I wasn't the only one who saw that. It looks mm. so bad, and there's no reason for it. If you wanted to make it look goopy, put some hand sanitizer on there. If you wanted to just make it look like it was wet and darker, put some paint around it. Why did you have to CGI a water circle around this guy and then make it move at a different speed than the camera does? It's it was it was mind boggling. I did not understand. 
could we, could we blame COVID for that one? Because they couldn't do reshoots? <laughs> Potentially. <laughs> I was thinking maybe COVID because they're like, this is probably just going to go directly to streaming so we can cut some corners if we need to. <laughs> and I don't want to put that on a production crew. But, but, but yeah, it just, I'm not it necessarily was, not going to do it. It was such a weird. It was such a weird thing because Dan said earlier that that the like contortionist stuff was CGI'd, but it it didn't look it. So if it was right. CGI, it was really good. And if it was an actual contortionist, those are great practical effects. There's great practical makeup effects in this movie. There's cool stuff happening in this movie. Why with a circle of water on the ground? It like it sticks out so much. I'm going to emphasize like watch the first movie, like the first Conjuring movie. They do a lot of practical stuff mm-hmm. yeah. with it. The and first... it, that's what makes it great. Like yeah. yes, there's some things that they rely on CGI and you you forgive it cuz the rest of the movie is amazing yeah and then this movie they're just like eh fuck it (laughs) yeah and people already hate it at this point so what does it keep going (laughs) and it's yeah it's so weird because i hate to like i hate to say it over and over again but like there is an hour and 45 minute movie in here an hour and 40 minute movie that's paced better that's a really good movie why did they have to make this thing two hours? It's like you you made it worse trying to explain things that didn't need to be explained. Right. I say it in so many of these long movies, but... But then there were things it, that they didn't explain that they should have. There were things right. that they didn't... There were th- They have a cult in this movie. There's not too many better things in a movie than a satanic cult. And they showed one member of this cult and like, how hard is it to get a satanic cult? You put black robes on a bunch of PAs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Or you treat it like hot fuzz and it's every character that you know. Or you do that. Yeah. There are a bunch of characters in this movie put black robes on them <laughs> and we're you know we have a satanic cult put some oh no I don't, mind. Is... don't worry about that <laughs> okay and then you know so that you know put it put some elk horns on a couple of them and then yeah get the guy yeah, from the capital to... riots like we'll be fine, <laughs> don't, right? don't get that guy <laughs> Yeah, or have somebody dress up like him. That's like because he's the leader of the cult. Done. <laughs> Sorry to get political. I didn't mean to. <laughs> it, it happens. It's going to happen more as we go on because I know Michael and I have some uh, <laughs> uh, commentary movies coming up. But um, oh so, yes, we do oh, have some commentary gonna movies be a, coming. It's going to be a good time. But we <laughs> move on. Um, we get a magic autopsy where Lorraine uses her magic abilities to determine what happened to the girl. And we see the first glimpse of the movie's villain, a woman in a black dress with very severe cheekbones and no other information. Uh, it's like Lorraine's dark reflection a little bit. Like that's what they're going for. I was, and then I was well, thinking that this might have been that uh, the same actress with like, you know, a different. I thought that's what they were going for yeah. until you get a little bit better of shots of her face. Yeah, but when you when you see her earlier in the film, you know, with the. 
by the rat hole and then also by the mm-hmm. the place that he's trimming the tree. I thought it was kind of like they were treating her kind of like the nun in the second movie where mm-hmm. she's a specter of mm-hmm. some sort and she's the demon. And then, but the, like they, they intercut the movie with those spooky images of the occult table. So I'm yep. the occult altar, I should say. The altar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm just yeah. like, oh, what's going on here? And then this scene, like I didn't mind the witch off with between Lorraine and the occultist, but at the same time, I'm just like, this isn't the conjuring. Like, yeah, <laughs> that was, that was a different movie that you want. That was another good subtitle for this movie though. The conjuring three. What's going on here? <laughs> uh, yeah, and then they get attacked by Meatwolf Zombie. Yeah, the linebacker yeah. as he's credited. Really? Oh, is that mm. what he's credited as? Yeah, was that I, the guy from Lost? <laughs> no. No, because they close up on his face, and I was like, I think that's the guy from Lost, but it I didn't watch It looked a little bit like Lost. Huey, but yeah. I don't think it was him. Okay. <laughs> No, the actor's name is Jay Peterson, and he was he w- he's been a bit player in other things. Appar- uh, apparently, his first thing is Uncanny X Men on IMDb. Hmm. Hmm. Good for him for being a working actor. Yeah, no shit. So, so but but like, <laughs> what? We could do necromancy now. <laughs> <laughs> yep, straight up. Yes. Uh, and then we get uh, back to the Warrens' house. Uh, Drew has a book about punishing witches. Uh, you destroy the altar. If the curse isn't complete, it looks for something else to do it. Ed passes out. Uh, we accept the creepy house stuff. We get another moment of Ed attacking Lorraine under a hallucination. Uh, we had some ominous flower deaths, and then he drops the urn or the vase, and there's a totem in there. Now, I have a question for people who have seen the previous two <laughs> movies. How okay. often does Ed attack Lorraine? Because he does it at least two or three times in this movie under someone else's direction. And I was just never. like, this is a weird through threat. No, never. Yeah, but he's n- but that's because, and this is to the first two movies' benefit. They're not really characters in the movies. They're not the focus. They're the mm-hmm. focus of this movie, and mm-hmm. it is to the movie's detriment. Like because it, there's interesting stuff going on around them, but anything involving them sucks <laughs> ass. Like in the second one, L- Lorraine is trying to save Ed because she had a vision of his death, um, and that's like a C, a C storyline that's okay. happening. But they're not, she's not, they're not attacking each other, really. And then in the first movie, like you, like Michael said, they're just background extras for this a bigger story that's happening. Yeah. And the, yeah, they're the driving force, but like, yeah, they're, they're not the, superheroes. Driving force, them as the driving force is fine. Um, them as the main characters of the movie, as you can see from watching this movie, not good it's it's, they're like the somehow the ones with actual superpowers and like are somehow the least interesting characters like how do you even do that because they are historical domain characters and we know they get out of this okay yeah 
Yeah, but well, then I, I don't know. I'm just it, it just it bothers me because because these are known shysters. These are known, you know, n like they made everything they ever did up. It's like proven that that none of this stuff actually happened. That they made this stuff happen. You know, sometimes they made up the whole story whole cloth. And why are we making movies out of them where they're where they're superhero necromancer psychic occultists? It, yeah, it just it fucking sucks. Oh, <laughs> they'll watch the Conjuring Four be the final one, and everything they've been doing gets debunked. <laughs> that they, would go, be they awesome. go back through all eight movies, and they're like, "Nope, this was faked. You did this by this. This was so and so. You hired an actor." It's not going to happen, but that would be that would be an interesting uh, conclusion yeah, to this franchise. Yeah, this movie reminds me of one of those episodes where there's a, I don't know if you guys ever seen it, but it's a paranormal show where there's a detective that walks around and gets the story, and then there's a paranormal expert that walks around and makes faces like <laughs> throughout the entire episode. This is that movie. This is this movie is that that episode that show. Like to a T. Yeah. But uh, then we start going into the climax of the movie, and it's two intercut scenes. It is a prison exorcism where a priest completely fails to do his job, <laughs> and the, the Warrens running around the basement while a woman chases after them. Uh, he levitates in the prison. His fiance is like, please, no, remember who you are, and it works. No, it doesn't. Not at uh, all. No. She her thing doesn't work. No, oh, no not at all. The, the yeah, only right. thing, the only thing that stops him from shoving that glass into her yeah. into his neck is the fact that she's hanging off of his arm. Yeah, yeah. and then her, and then her saying, "Remember altar. who you are. Remember who I am. We love each other." Didn't do shit. Yeah. Not even for a set. Like that gleam didn't come back into his eye for a second. Nah. Uh, we get. Let's see. Lorraine runs off to get the altar. She gets chased. Ed breaks in. Uh, we get some. The only effect that I was like, "This is cool," is the recursive tunnel effect with Lorraine being duplicated yes. down the tunnel. Yeah, I'm that like, was awesome. That's cool. Yeah. I wanted more trippy stuff like that, but we got yeah. action scenes. Uh, we get uh, love does break Ed's possession. He she love warns does him work on him. Yes, she warns him of the dangers of the gazebo, and he breaks out to fight another day. Um, <laughs> and then. You know, he messes up her altar. She showed the uh, occultist shows up. It turns out that she's the uh, Denethor's daughter. Yeah, uh, big reveal. We were all real big, uh, big <gasps> climactic reveal. And then, uh, yeah. it, I mean, the movie gives it about as much weight as I just did there. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, less <laughs> because I didn't even realize it until somebody said it earlier. <laughs> and then uh, the demon takes her back because if if she can't give the soul to a demon, she has to put her own up for Auntie. I feel yeah. like you probably should have known about that before you went through with it, but hey, it's it's got to be in the book somewhere. You'd think, yeah, she's I a master like, demonologist, so I feel like she knew that that was that the case, but she was she was confident in her ability to get the thing done, so she was like, "I don't care, keeping it close I'll put to my chest. soul up." Yeah. yeah, her death looked the least good of all of these contortionist sections. Yeah. yeah. I thought like, the kid was very good. The The guy in prison looked pretty cool. Yes. I thought it sucked because we are writhing around on the ground in this prison 
and it is just covered in glass. And I think the girl has like four scratches on her forehead. But other than that, everybody's fine. But we're <laughs> rolling around, like literally rolling around in glass. That's what this movie is rated. This movie? PG-13. Is this movie's rated R. What? It's it does not, not one feel F-bomb. like it. It does no, not there's... feel like an R-rated no. movie. Is it no. for language? Did they say fuck twice? No. No. I didn't catch nope. a single one. I didn't. Mm. Yeah, I didn't even. I think we said it more on this podcast. I yes. think I said it more on this podcast <laughs> than they did. Do you get. Movie. Do you. I don't know the rules that well for MPAA because, you know, they, they're whatever they want to be. Mm-hmm. But because you actually see him put the glass to his wrist. Mm-hmm. Does that um, count as something? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know, but this this has less gore in it than like poltergeist. Right. This is <laughs> pirates. Because pirates. Pirates? <laughs> sure. Because uh, pirates. Sequences of disturbing violence and terror. Okay. Which no. they classify as different than horror. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, because this is not a horror movie. <laughs> I mean, I guess that that kid can like the, the contortionist of the kid can disturb somebody. I guess. I, I mean, but then again, he does go on to be Wanda, one of uh, Wanda Maximoff's kids in WandaVision. So whatever. Huh. I didn't even recognize him. Mm-hmm. So he is Mephisto. Maybe. Nobody knows. <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we get that climactic scene. We get the nice little wrap up. Uh, well, nice is relatively speaking. Ed takes a bowl to his collection. Arnie is convicted, winds up marrying Debbie while he's in prison, gets out after five years. And then we find out that Ed has continued the curse of the gazebo, this time in the backyard of their very home. And then we fade to black with the future uncertain. Hmm. Who, who watched the other, who've seen the other two movies? Anyone? I've I seen bits one, and pieces of them, but. I saw one and parts of two. So yeah. I'm convinced that this house is different than the one that's in the first movie. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely so I'm not alone. I'm not alone in that. No, 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 no. Cause no, it, this is, I, I remember there was one staircase that then led to a hallway that mm-hmm. then had their antique, their artifact room. Whereas this movie had like the broken staircase. The, mm-hmm. yeah, this had a, this had a, this had a bad case of, um, Mark Wahlberg and Zoe Deschanel in the happening where (laughs) (laughs) they shot something so far in advance that it's like, they just couldn't get to, you know, what they were using before. So they just used whatever they had on hand. Mm -hmm. Oh, we have have (laughs) this house. It's close enough. Nobody, (laughs) nobody's paying attention anymore because we've bored them (laughs) for the past hour and 15 minutes. (laughs) I saw I saw that movie for free and I wanted my money back. Like, <laughs> uh, watch, listen, watch or listen to our episode from last week. Dylan and I love that movie. I it's love that movie, but it's all, yeah. but it's yeah, but a, you, it's a fun watch. You it's love so it fun. in a bad way, right? Yes. Like you know it's. Oh terrible. yeah, 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 yeah. It's a bad movie, but I enjoy. It's a bad movie it. that's fun. Dan did not think so. Much. I, I, I get I it. Thought it was trash i will never judge anyone for not enjoying the happening but i'm intrigued by his new one that that's coming out have you guys seen that one the trailer for it i think it's hard to no i think it's called old or something like that huh 
where they the uh, this family like goes to a beach and then the kids kept getting older magically. It hmm. seemed I, I'm a little intrigued, but I'm also not. Yeah, so that sounds interesting. Oh, Dan, I think I figured out not to keep talking about M Night. I'm sorry I brought it up, but um, yeah. <laughs> um, the movie that you were talking about that you liked of his was it the the visit with the old oh. people. With the grandparents, no. Um, uh, uh, M Night Shyamalan, the uh, one split. Yeah, split. But that's because you liked it more for James McAvoy than for the direction. No, the the entire <laughs> movie was great, but yeah, Split was a really good movie. <laughs> I, I liked it. I I liked it for James McAvoy because seeing him transform from the different personalities, I was just like, <laughs> yeah. that's acting right there. <laughs> so. Uh, Rufus Sewell is going to be an old. That's enough to get me in this, uh, to at least watch it. I love that guy. Hmm. Is it called old or is it like called older? What is it's it? called old. It's inspired by a graphic novel called Sandcastle by Pierre Oscar Levy and Frederick Peters, which means he's not doing a whole original script. And if he's just directing, it'll probably be pretty good. Oh, thank God. Oh, this, he wrote the screenplay. Okay. Oh, we'll fuck. see. We'll see. It might be really good. Anyway. Uh, it so might yeah, be really good. That's the end of this movie. We end with some uh, real-life recordings of the Warrens talking to members of the press, listen to their recordings. Uh, Michael, are you a convert yet? Have you heard enough proof? <laughs> <laughs> the Warrens were actually one of the reasons because when I was in my late teens to like mid-20s, I was one of those people who was like actively try like I would go to because around where I live, we have a lot of haunted stuff and I would always go and I was always hoping, you know, that I would see something and I never saw anything. And the, like reading up on the Warrens and like that, that time, when like ghost hunters and ghost adventures was like big. Um, it, it was just like, the more I watch the people who do this, I'm like, I'm like, all right, well, this isn't anything. And the Warrens were a big part of that. So the only thing that the Warrens can do is make me more of a skeptic. <laughs> so no, it, it, they didn't give me yeah. any evidence to the contrary of what I think. <laughs> So any uh, any particular last thoughts before we follow up on the end of show stuff? Anybody? <laughs> no. Yeah, nothing. Get, There's not much to let, this. No, I wanna, there isn't. I want to see the one cut of this because I bet he could have made it. Uh, like, there's oh a good God, movie yes. in here. There's a good movie in here. It would probably be a Zack Snyder cut. You know, millions, maybe not millions of dollars, but. <laughs> That's actually next season, Nick Malati. Um, <laughs> Michael, if you like literally, voice... like that's literally the next season. <laughs> if you need, oh, I, I need to get in there. I know it's a little late, but if you need a voice for someone who's magic or a cult, let me know. We'll figure it out. Absolutely. Anyway, Absolutely. all right, yeah, we'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll um, talk. No, what was what the fuck last thoughts? My last thought was James Wan doing this. Yes, if James Wan would have done this, he could have. You know, he would probably need some reshoots because, like I said, the way that this movie is laid out now is bad. 
they they could have done more. They would have to reshoot some stuff that happened, or maybe not. Maybe that's on the editing room floor. Like maybe they did shoot more before the murder stuff. But I think that's the interesting thing here is the stuff leading up to the murder. Like make this more of an Amityville horror type movie than you know this weird supernatural detective movie that we got and i think it could have been good because I, the I, acting is good the special effects are good except for that fucking water circle um but that's what's frustrating about this movie is that it's from a good series and there's a good story here but we're not telling that story I I agree with with whoever said it that it was if the murder was the climax and then we push back to like seeing the degradation of of the kid um, that would be a better story I feel like than the occultist and all of that because <laughs> like then you could have Ed and Lorraine also doing another guest lecture because that's like a thing that they do in the movies yeah. Um, yeah, make make Ed and Lorraine Warren ter like tertiary characters. They the don't academics. need to be the main characters. Yeah, if and it, you know, it what, feels what like Nick Milotti said: <laughs> get, get a better exorcist person in there. Yeah. If it feels like fans of the movies wrote it, but like didn't really pay attention to like what the movies are, so like. They do they do things in it. For example, the introduction of like the linebacker being a zombie ghost or a zombie thing. That is something that would like the the hearing hearing and seeing the uh, fabrics fall off the table is something that would have happened in the other two movies. Mm -hmm. But then there are other things that it, like the introduction of the occultist, though the best part, like the best character of this movie, she didn't really fit into the world of conjuring right. so it's like mm, you tried you failed but you tried <laughs> <laughs> the conjuring three you tried you tried <laughs> dan any final thoughts before we get on to uh wrapping this up the the only thing i like i said like this movie was good up until like uh an hour left of it like the first 40 minutes was okay um i would have liked to see more i think it, like in uh, one of the other conjurings there was like a dream sequence where they like had to get possessed and then they were going into like i don't know and then he was trying to find his insidious insidious that's talking about that's another talking about there is a there is a dream a sort of dream sequence in the second one yeah where, okay um that's where the nun attacks lorraine yeah yep is insidious so, the one where he has to save the kid from darth maul yeah, in the yeah, ish, plane. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's like all these horror slash I don't know. I want to say PG thirteen horror films because this could have easily been PG thirteen, and they're they all follow the same guidelines, and it's not good. <laughs> like none of it is good. <laughs> so it was that's good it. in it was good in one movie, and that was Poltergeist. Oh yeah, yeah. Poltergeist is pretty decent. Yeah. 
but yeah. that was a PG. That the was original. Mm-hmm. That was the PG before one. they introduced PG thirteen. Yeah, it? yeah. Isn't that the movie that? Isn't that the movie <laughs> that made them require like make the PG thirteen? That mm-hmm. and Temple Ish. of Doom is also the one that Temple of Doom. Around. That's the one. Yeah, the I most knew it was pointless movie ever. <laughs> Temple of Doom. I have oh. such. I have such nostalgia for Temple of Doom because for some reason that's the only one we had on VHS. So we watched uh, it all the time. Geez. So then by he, the time I saw the good ones, Temple of Doom was so engraved, like ingrained into my head that I'm like, oh, well, this is just as good as these other ones. It's not, but in my mind it is. It's we either your it. favorite because it's scary or yeah. you don't care about it because it's scary and different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole different movie that's a whole yeah, other that's episode. a whole different movie so um we have we've talked about uh conjuring three the devil made me do it before we get to ratings and goodbyes we have something special to do because no movie is being released on the 11th of june next week that is worth uh our attention i suppose <laughs> right? and so Instead, what we're going to do, we're going to spin this wheel of names. I have put 16 names on the wheel, two for each of the standard Real Boys cast, and whatever it lands on is the movie we're going to talk about in one week's time. So, without further ado, the wheel will take it away. Oh, please, something fun. Please, something fun. Oh, God. Uh, Oh, there it is. This one. Stop, stop, stop. Damn it. All right. So next week, June 11th, we are going to be watching The Punisher, the 1989 version. I've never seen it. Is that based off the Marvel comics? Yeah. Yeah, it's Dolph Lundgren as The Punisher. You stop Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) I mean... It 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 is like 1989 Dolph Lundgren with black hair. So like at least you got something to look at. But yeah. it is it is a miserable pile of crap movie. I'd rather watch this movie again. Can I watch this again? You no. guys are you guys are excited for In the Heights. I'm sorry, I have the musical podcast as well. So <laughs> In I, the Heights comes out next week. Woohoo! I don't <laughs> like Woo-hoo. musicals. That's fair. You can can have your own opinion, even though it's wrong. Yeah, Uh, I I mean, a lot of my opinions are wrong, so don't even worry about it. (laughs) You guys could, yeah, most of ours. Does Dolph Lundgren try to have an American accent in that movie, or is he just like not even? I don't even think he attempts it. Oh, I don't remember. Close airheads. Yes, that's what I wanted. I was rooting for airheads. Airheads does rule. I think yeah. he does. I, I think he does. The Lone Ranger. Yeah, Airheads does rule. I was hoping for John dies at the end, but I maybe next don't know time. what I was hoping for. For John, so Starship Troopers, because I like that movie already. Whenever you guys do John dies at the end, make sure you read the book beforehand because, like, they miss so much. They miss the whole. They miss the whole middle of that book. They do yes. this. They do the the like the first third and the last third very well, but they miss the entire exciting part of the book. It is. No, that um, yeah, I've read all three of those books and they are fantastic. It's John dies I, at the end. This book is full of spiders. And what's the third one? What the fuck did I just read? Yeah. Oh, cool. All right. Um, and these yeah, were very the good. One. I, they were described to me the thing that got me to read them was somebody described them to me as if um, Douglas Adams wrote HP Lovecraft and it's very accurate. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh no, it's actually called "What the Hell Did I Just Read?" Sorry. No. What the hell? Yeah, and the other one is called "This Book Is." This book spiders. is Soul Spiders. Seriously, I dude, don't dude, touch dad. it or something oh. like that. <laughs> but, then he has an, but then he has another series where it's um, futuristic violence and fancy suits. I'm followed, just I'm just starting to read that now. Followed up by uh, the sequel is Zoe punches the future in the dick. <laughs> All right, cool. So I really like his style of writing. That's from Kraft originally, like way back yeah. when. Yeah, yep. right. Wong. Yeah. Yep. Well, David now Wong. he's going by his real name. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Took him years yeah. to realize that maybe yeah. not go by a pseudonym. An innuendo. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> that's The Conjuring 3. Look out next week for The Punisher. But now we're going to get some uh, goodbyes going. So, first off, <clears throat> Mr. Levely. Oh, Who are you? Where can we find you? Give us your reels. Uh, you can find, I'm Dan Level. You can find me at Oops Caught Me Smoking just back there. And you can also find me on Bet That with Dan and Jerrion, a new sports co- sports podcast that we just started, me and him. So go check that out. And um, uh, this movie, uh, it's a six. It's a six. I mean, it it would have been higher if it would have ended sooner. The more, the more this movie dragged on, the lower reels I gave it. So I'm going to give it a six. Uh, I'm not going to rewatch it ever, so... Sorry, guys. Bye. <laughs> All right. Guest star, John Riley. Tell us who you are, where we can find you, and what you give this movie out of 10. Hi, I'm John. Uh, you can find me at Movie Deja Vu Pod and at Life, uh, Buttersong Pod on Instagram, um, where I post things about my podcasts. And I think I give this movie a 6 out of 10. I may rewatch it just for shits and giggles, but... Yeah, six out of ten. Solid. Right on. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us. Appreciate your input. We'll uh, hit you up if we need some more on future episodes. I know you're interested in The Witch. Yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm excited about that one. All right. <laughs> well, right on. You have a good night. And Michael Colby. You know I, um, I, I want to give this lower but I'm going to give it a five because cool shit did happen in this movie. Like that, that first hour I was having fun. Like after that scene that I was talking about, you know, where he actually does the murder, I was up at an eight. I was like, this movie rules. But like Dan said, the longer it went on, the more I was like, all right, this fucking sucks. Let's get this over with now. Um, So I'm going to give it a five and that's, that's good for me, I think. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, yeah. Um, Jack Billings presents. Me and my neighbor Michael is out now. Haunted apartment complex comes out soon. I goddamn hope. Um, and then I also do uh, No Time to Binge. Um, that's on Wednesdays. That's with Dylan and Zach and uh, Matt and B. And um, we're going to record some new pod skits this weekend. So they'll be coming out soon. That's that's less weird than Jack Billings, more sketch comedy uh, improv type stuff. It's pretty fun. Um, check it out. There's a bunch of episodes out now, but we'll we'll get the new ones up soon. Um, other than that, I'm very glad that we're going to be talking about um, 
the movie that we're talking about lawless on Monday, because I need to clear my palette of stuff that I don't like. <laughs> so yeah. I'll see you there. <laughs> yeah. All right. And last but not least, my name is Dylan. I'm part of some nobodies. You can find all our stuff at some nobodies.com, including Silicon angels and create your own pod venture appeal. Our, uh, Definitely not a Choose Your Own Adventure podcast, which we just released a few weeks ago. You've been watching The Real Boys. Uh, our total ratings for this movie, I am giving this a four. Uh, I'm not a huge fan. I like my horror films a lot more cerebral, and I like the supernatural to be a lot more subtle. And this is kind of superhero like horror films. We've got an absentee rating from Jerrion. He gave it a six reels. The total out of 50 comes to 27, which averages out to about 5.4 reels, which is probably fair. I don't think it, you know, whatever. It's fine. I don't suspect I'll be thinking about this movie ever again. But uh, we appreciate you tuning into The Real Boys. We're here every Friday for a special edition, which is kind of whatever we want or whatever's newly released. You can tune in Mondays for our standard line of favorite movies. This Monday is Justin Wallace's fourth favorite movie, Lawless, the Prohibition bootlegger thriller. With uh, It's pretty good, actually. I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Uh, you can tune in next Friday at the same time for when we discuss The Punisher from 1989 with Dolph Lundgren in it. And uh, I think you can just find us at Real Boys on all platforms. We're everywhere. And, uh, you know, hope you all stay well out there. We'll see you next time. Later. <laughs>